so welcome to the session on incident response on AWS cloud and my name is Krish I'll be an instructor for this session and just to give you my background uh, I've been working in IT for the last 18 plus years and uh, primarily my job role is a enterprise cloud architect I basically support companies to secure their cloud infrastructure design a proper cloud governance solutions and do a proper cloud security assessments and uh, I also do trainings as well I basically do trainings on various technologies like uh, various platforms like AWS Azure then uh, cloud governance cloud security auditing cloud assessment cloud pen testing and kind of stuff and for more information you can visit my LinkedIn profile so team let's start with the webinar so team first of all this the agenda of this webinar is basically to discuss about the thing called as incident response on AWS cloud so like you know you are most of the people here are aware of what is an incident response and stuff like that but when it comes to the cloud platform what is a major difference between going for a incident response strategy is what we are going to discuss here okay this is the agenda team so first of all we'll talk about what is an incident and how an incident can affect a business then we'll talk about the uh, some examples of a different cloud incidents and then the you know various phases of an incident response which is basically very important for us and then we will go to the uh, you know tools which is used in aws for incident response and we'll give you some use cases on how can we basically do it in real time okay that's the first thing team so when talking about the word called as an incident response okay so just to give you a start okay incident uh, how can we basically say incident a very simple word an incident is a unplanned event like for example now in your company most of the companies are now going to cloud platform designing their cloud or moving to cloud storing their data in the cloud platform deploying their infra in the cloud platform sometimes go for a hybrid cloud so cloud is everywhere now right and either if you go to cloud or on-premises you have a lot of critical data and you have a lot of critical operations happening in your business so if there is anything happens to that in the perspective of a cia okay which is basically can, can cause anything in the perspective of a cia that we can call it as a incident okay and unplanned event is what we call as a incident or deviation from what we expect or basically something where it can affect our regular operations is what we call as a incident response and is what we call as an incident now it can happen anytime right so when you go to a company it can be you know it can happen anytime like for example if you take an example now you have a pen drive in your company where you have some critical data let's suppose that one of our employees storing uh, an encryption key file on a storage device or a pen drive etc that pen drive got lost or maybe somebody stole the pen drive or there is a DDoS attack happens there is a you know a data get made public there is unauthorized attack so there is a unauthorized physical access there is someone who tried to enter your, uh, your data center so like this team any unplanned event is what we call as a incident but when you go to the cloud as well the same thing like in, in a cloud also we have a lot of incidents like for example if you go to the AWS cloud platform you can basically have an s3 bucket become which becomes public accidentally you can basically have a infrastructure or basically a VPC where you have a you know uh, the the ports get open to the various servers like that there can be many incidents okay so incidents can be everywhere so any unauthorized or unexpected event or activity which is happening and basically which can affect the cia or we can say the confidentiality or integrity or availability of your it systems or networks is basically what we call as a incident right now what is the incident response 
or basically the wider term incident management incident response it's actually what we call as a proper and organized approach of identifying or basically preparing for an incident identifying an incident mitigating it and avoiding the reoccurrence that is and basically what we call as a proper incident management and incident response now let's suppose that team we have a we have an incident happened okay so when we have an incident happen in our company you know that time like you know i'm sure that how many people here know exactly to whom to report and to whom to talk uh, when there is something happens in your company like for example now you want to you want to get a new hardware for your project or maybe you want to escalate a new issue or if you want to do something in your company for maybe switching a project so for these kind of purposes how many people know the company structure here properly how how many people here exactly know whom to contact what is the process you have to follow so we can have many people here also is basically having the biggest the problem what is the problem there so because there is no visibility on what is happening in your infrastructure right like the same way when talking about the incident as well what is the biggest challenge you will face when there is no proper approach for incident management team tell me like for example now we have an incident occurred maybe something went wrong in the cloud platform or maybe some attacks happened if you don't have a proper incident management or incident response plan there what will happen team what is the biggest challenge you will face the time taken will definitely yes that is one major thing for sure the time taken to mitigate the incident will be you know uh, more for sure than anything else team see it can the impact will be very much higher then it can basically will get time to restore it can affect your business operations it can sometimes make more damages right so it can be major challenge that is the reason why team we want to have a structured approach okay that is the reason why we want to have a proper structured organized approach that's a very important word we want to have a proper structured and organized approach to manage this particular incident and mitigate it effectively is basically that is basically what we call as a incident response plan there must be a proper plan must be there like for example home to in oh, so basically how to how to trigger an incident response process how to basically start the thing how to get alerted how to basically respond to it how to prepare for it initially then how to avoid the reoccurrence how to manage the deal with the root cause of it so all these things must be having a proper structured approach for it and that is basically what we call as a incident response okay so before i talk about the you know incident response and all this kind of stuff team one very interesting point we have there now uh, obviously you're all aware of this thing i'm sure you're all aware of thing because you're all working in the on premises and cloud platform most of you are there but my question is that team when you say you're going to a cloud platform okay in the cloud platform can you handle all the incidents by yourself team is it like you know is it exactly the same way you handle the incidents in the cloud platform no right it's obviously not there can be many challenges i'll give an example now team see when you say you are planning for an incident when you when you basically have a proper preparation for everything you know basically you know there is a proper baseline and you can identify the deviations but when you go to the cloud platform what happens that team there can be a lot of challenges the primary challenge is the team when you go to a cloud platform it's not something like a on premises yes it is like on premises but you know there is a lot of things which is out of the perspective of on premises the first of all thing is what we call as a shared responsibility model when you go for a on premises what basically happens team in the on premises what happens is that you are the one who is completely in control of everything so you are the uh, you know you are the data owner you are the data custodian you have the you are the data controller you are the data uh, everything is basically with you only and the end to end control with all the operations physical infrastructure management monitoring and everything is with you only 
in the on-premises but when you go to the cloud platform obviously what happens you have something called as a shared responsibility model that means what team let me give an example now um, you go to it's not aws specifically it can be aws or azure or any cloud platform so security is basically becoming a shared responsibility right so what does it what does it mean by that so now you go to a cloud platform you have a cloud service provider called as aws and they are the one who completely have control and visibility over the data centers right as a customer you never have any visibility or control or access over the data centers the cloud service provider is completely responsible for the underlying infrastructure and data centers and everything so what happens team so the cloud service provider must have their own incident response plan for managing incident happening on that particular area right and based on what you deploy like for example whether it's a IaaS or pass or SaaS or what kind of services you're deploying in the cloud platform based on what is within your control you can manage some incidents with or you have to manage some incidents based on your shared responsibility model so I but again you know one thing we have to keep in mind is that the physical infra the cloud service provider will take care and when talking about the deployments on top of it which you're making it's up to you right so you have to be prepared for the incidents you must be able to properly manage the incidents with a proper incident management incident response plan for sure right that's a very important thing and you can use the various cloud service provider and provided tools or you can use the third-party tools but at the end of the day it becomes your responsibility and one more thing I want to add with this is that whether we even if I say that it's a shared responsibility model or we have a cloud service provider etc let's suppose that team you have a very critical data okay you have a critical data in the cloud platform so when you have a critical data in the cloud platform and uh, when you go to the cloud platform we have a shared responsibility model if this data get compromised at the end of the day who is responsible for it the csp the cloud service provider or the cloud service consumer who is responsible for it team it's always the cloud service consumer or the cloud service customer right basically what happens is that when you go to any cloud platform when talking about data data security or compliance etc it becomes a liability and responsibility of the cloud service consumer so obviously there can be first question chris you're talking about the incident response plan and all this kind of stuff but how can we ensure that for those things which are under the cloud service providers control how they will or are they properly doing this incident management or are they having a proper incident response plan how do i basically ensure that so if you want to ensure that your cloud service provider is doing a proper incident response or having a proper incident response plan or how they are operating on that scenario you can go through their various white papers audit and assessment reports then their yeah like SOC reports iso reports then they have a nist uh, framework reports self self-assessment reports white paper so they have a lot of resources available which is basically made available to the public or on demand which can be used for identifying and understanding how they are taking care of the incident process in the their control but for us or for a cloud service consumer it's completely our responsibility right team any queries on the first point it's a very very important thing right any queries team all good the first thing okay this is basically the first point to keep in mind security is a shared responsibility not only security we have a shared responsibility model right <clears throat> the next thing is that team now <clears throat> you go to the cloud platform okay you go to the cloud platform previously what happens is that uh, you, when you go to the on-premises you are operating in some applications you are having an infrastructure but in the cloud platform whatever you want whether you want to have a database or storage or network connectivity or firewalls or monitoring tools or anything you want whatever you are getting in the cloud platform you are getting those things in the form of services everything you are getting in the cloud platform in the form of a service correct me if i'm wrong team 
anything if you go to any not only aws if you go to any cloud platform whatever you are getting in the cloud platform is in the form of a service see team like for example now if i click on the services here you can see that whatever i am getting in the cloud platform is basically in the form of a service see everything is service so that means that that means what as you are getting everything in the cloud platform in the form of a service what is the biggest problem you will face there team the biggest problem is that because you know uh, the service domain okay so it can be anything 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 as service right so what happens is that you want to make sure that uh, you you have to control the access to the services you have to basically mitigate if there is some kind of issue happens like for example let's suppose you have an you have something called as a aws iam okay we have a service called as a aws iam or aws identity and access management or we have a service called as a aws ec2 instances or we have something called as a aws s3 so whatever it is if something happens there that is also something which we are adding up if you go to the on premises what you have we have something called as a you know uh, application security or application in, um, uh, level incident response scenarios and you can basically have an infrastructure but here in the cloud platform you have the service level as well because what happens team here everything is basically given to you in the form of a service so basically in the cloud platform you have a lot of services okay we'll discuss about this more don't worry the next thing next is a very interesting thing team apis for provisioning the infrastructure see the cloud is relying on something called as a apis let me just give you a visualization on how this look like let me just show you a picture here so team if you just if you just see my uh, paint application here see this team this is let's suppose this is my cloud service providers infrastructure okay okay so basically what happens team we have a csp infrastructure and what we happen is the team as we have a csp infrastructure here okay as we have a csp infrastructure here this is basically the provider's data center all the infrastructure of the cloud service provider okay and what happens so can this is your aws management console or oh, okay this is your aws management console let me write down here your aws management console or maybe you can think about azure portal whatever it is okay it can be azure portal it can be the aws cli whatever it is so we have something called as aws management console we have azure portal we have a aws cli whatever it is so now whenever you want to deploy a storage or whenever you want to deploy a database or whenever you want to deploy a vm in the cloud platform how do you do it team so you cannot basically go to the provider's premise and do it right or you don't have to call the cloud service providers an employee and basically tell him to deploy it right so we what we have something is called as an orchestration layer right in the cloud platform we have a layer called as a orchestration layer okay orchestration layer so what happens team whenever you want to do something whatever you want let it be anything you let, let it let it be deploying a vm deploying a storage deploying some databases deploying a network deploying security tool, whatever it is what you are actually doing is that you are actually whenever you do something in the, the aws cloud account or the console you are making something called as an api call you are making something called as an api call to the orchestration layer right that means what so krish i am creating a bucket in my aws account when you create a bucket in aws account what is happening there you are creating a create bucket api you are calling something called as a create bucket api when you basically create or you know want to see the instances you will just describe instance or list instances right like the same way whatever you are doing you are making an api call to the cloud platform and obviously you know that these apis are provided by the cloud service provider also you have an option to use 
third party APIs as well. Okay, in many cases you also use third party APIs as well. Like if you if you have some doubts in APIs, we'll discuss it on the next another session. But just telling you, team. So if you have an API here, okay, whatever you're doing to the underlying layer, you are making an API call, right? So team, what happens if the API get compromised? Let's suppose that if the API is basically compromised, or if you're using some third party APIs and it get compromised, or it an attacker is able to compromise it, what will happen, team? That means it can compromise your cloud account, right? When the API when the API is compromised, it can compromise your cloud account or even can come it can make a lot of damage to us, right? Is it clear team? So all whatever interactions you are making to the cloud platform except for logging into OS and all whatever interactions you are making to the cloud platform you are making something called as a rest API interaction you are just using API calls for that and if the APIs basically get compromised or if there is any kind of a authentication or authorization issues happen to the APIs it can affect the infrastructure which you are deploying on the cloud platform team the next one is we have something called as a dynamic nature of cloud what is dynamic nature of cloud team i'll give an example now uh, i'll tell you a very common scenario which basically happens in cloud everything is dynamic everything i, I will say that everything thing is ephemeral or everything is dynamic let me give an example now you have a you have a server near on premises okay somebody tried to compromise the server what we can do very simple. We can unplug the cable and the server is with us. We we have the complete control over it. But in the cloud platform, you have an instance there. And if attacker is trying to compromise the instance and you identified it, next moment, what he can do? The attacker can basically delete the instance, right? Like for example, this is my instance I am having here. And uh, now this is basically my one of my production servers. And what happens is that there is an attacker who is able to or who is trying to compromise it and by the time we come to know it and we try to mitigate it what if the attacker will basically delete it what if the attacker basically terminate the instance he can do it right in the cloud platform everything is virtual so basically everything is dynamic right so what happens is that team it's very easy for uh, you know us to spin up new things spin down the things scale things take down things so what happens is that sometimes this can also be a challenge when talking about the cloud platform incident response and the next thing is team access to the data i'll give an example now when you go to the when you talk about the word called as forensics or when you talk about the word called as incident response etc what helps you to identify the events happen in a, in infrastructure tell me team Leave the cloud platform either cloud or on-premises when you basically have a massive infrastructure there and when there is an incident occurs you want to do an incident response or you want to have a proper forensic activity so for that what thing you need for identifying what happened there in the previous scenarios logs you need access to logs give me some example of logs application logs api access logs network logs want right OS logs you have application logs you have a lot of things right and do you think you get complete access to all the log files in every cloud service like I go to AWS cloud platform the cloud service provider give me every access to every log files is it like that no you never get access to the hypervisor logs when if you go to a pass or SAS you never get access to the OS logs you never get access to the sometimes the application logs when you go for a SaaS. so that means that the level of access which you have for data is basically a biggest challenge because at the end of the day you have depend on the cloud service provider because it's not possible for us to directly access all the log files 
also the biggest challenge is that team when you go for an incident response or incident management strategy we are having if you don't know where is your uh, you know where you have to look for uh, you know uh, compromises or where you have to look for the evidences then it can be a challenge for us and the last thing is much much more interesting i'll give an example now you are currently working in a company and basically you know we have a complete scenario set up there and let's suppose uh, you know just you just went out for a coffee by the time something went wrong you basically get a notification or somebody just call you and tell you that there is something going wrong they are not able to access server or data is not available now so some reason there is something wrong happens so what is the first thing you by the time you get back to your seat you open your laptop and try to fix the issue or try to restore the issue or to or try to restore the operations etc what happens team the attacker has made enough damage to us right so what we have to do is the team automation is a key element when you go for a incident response especially in the cloud platform because cloud is completely a you know a fertilized ground for automation because in the cloud everything can be automated so what we can do how much more effectively you are automating it to the infrastructure as a code serverless computing etc it can make the incident response process much more efficient when you go to a cloud platform like this when you go to a cloud you can see a lot of differences in the incident response but again team the process remains the same and basically the strategy remains the same but the access and certain areas will be added up when you go to a cloud platform now you have a s3 bucket which is basically compromised so by the time you just reach there and you try to fix it you log into your account and fix it the attacker got enough data so what we have to do at the very next moment that uh, there is a tool which will identify that there is a breach happened there must be some mechanism to change the bucket policy or you know block the access to the bucket and secure your data like the same way how much more we have we have to we can use the automation tools aws lambda cloud formation terraform then uh, aws event bridge config macy a lot of tools are there all these tools are properly used and if you do it in a proper way it, it makes the process more effic efficient and and you know and definitely you can have a very less uh, you know input on that that's it and in shared responsibility how can you only yeah so that is basically a very important thing team see always keep in mind either if you go to IaaS or pass or sas or any cloud model the regulatory and compliance data security will lie with the customer only like you know this is a common example i tell with i tell everyone let's suppose that you are running a bank it's a very common example bank okay you are running a bank in a particular country and this bank is using an application or a sas application provided by a cloud service provider okay this bank is using a SaaS application provided by a cloud service provider and you know there is a lot of customers for this bank so what happens is that let's suppose that there is a breach happens okay this application got compromised due to some reason because of the bank issue or because of the provider issue this application got compromised due to some reason at the end of the day who is always legally responsible and liable for it whom will the customers and the legal authorities will ask will they go to the cloud service provider no they will only ask the bank because bank is the data owner the data owner is always responsible for data got the pointing that's it so like you know what i'm trying to say is that when you go to a cloud platform okay when you go to a cloud platform the incident response is almost the same as on-premises but there is a lot of new add-ons to it in fact it can be more easy in the cloud platform 
because many people even, even I also say in my sessions that when you go to the cloud platform you are increasing your attack surface you are basically increasing your risk you're adding a lot of new risk like multi-tenancy third-party callers cloud service providers and a lot of risk you're adding in the when you go to a cloud platform but whatever it is it is giving you a lot of benefits as well and what happens and as the cloud is, is getting matured day by day we are able to respond to the things in much more faster and efficient way okay so the process for for create managing a pro, for triggering incident response for the process of log management the process of endpoint security and all these things will remain the same only if you go to the cloud as well the only difference you have is that when you go to the cloud platform as i said before there are some shared responsibility model and other stuff except everything remains the same when you go to a cloud also okay that's it so normally what we have is the team whenever we go to a cloud platform okay whenever we basically go to a cloud platform or either on-premise or cloud whatever uh, normally what what have what we have team we have something called as a infrastructure and we have an application like for example now if you go to your data center okay you're currently going to your data center what do you have you have a infrastructure there like you have a networks you have a zones you have a public zone you have a private zone dmz right then you have routers firewalls then you have secured secure devices you have segmented it properly so that is there you have your servers and storage inside that so that is basically there in the this is basically there in the on-premise as well and you have applications hosted so there is a incident which can happen for applications also right but the same time in the cloud platform we have one more guy in picture okay we have one more guy in picture called as a services service domain is there Okay, so what is the service things like for example if you go to AWS we have something called as AWS IAM S3 EC2 then uh, your RDS DynamoDB VPC you have a lot of services and what happens team you're accessing all your services and making requests to the services via API calls Right, so service is a very important thing, uh, you know add on to the risk Factor of the cloud platform this these are the three incident response domains or incident domains of the cloud platform okay now i'm not trying to you know just go to the story part of it just giving you more ideas on this team so let me give an example okay let me give an example now you can see that we have an infra here okay we have an infrastructure here where we have a lot of things like that so let's suppose this is a resource we have what is this this is basically what we call as a okay this is basically what we call as a s3 bucket okay this is basically what we call as a IAM access key. So what happens if there is an attacker who is able to you know who is able to compromise this S3 bucket or because we we have a negligence or we don't have a proper due diligence and we have not secured it properly what happens attacker will be able to enter this bucket and he will be able to take your data or maybe delete your data or compromise your data. If you go to AWS identity and access management you have a lot of credentials there. If there is any credential get compromised they can access your cloud account and they can make a lot of damage there. So like this you can have a lot of incidents which can occur for your uh, cloud services cloud infrastructure and all right so what is a incident response so as i said before it's a organized way of managing or you know mitigating or preparing for an incident that is what we call as a incident response and as per the ni there is a you know you know that there is a nist right we have something called as a nist the national institute of standards and technology okay as per the nist or national institute of standards and technology there is a standard called as 861 as per them there is a they have defined a very beautiful document like this and this document contains the 
all the things you need for you know managing a proper cyber incident you can see that this is the document we are having this contains a very good uh, you know detailed way of explaining or managing uh, how to create a proper incident response plan how to handle the incident what are the various steps for incident handling plan and all this kind of stuff i'm just giving you an example here okay that's it so we are not going to discuss about this team we are just trying to discuss this in the aws perspective okay now so we can divide the whole process we can divide the whole incident management process into multiple steps first of all we can basically have something called as a preparation phase what is a preparation phase team so i'll give you in detail so preparation means i am preparing for the incident i'll tell you what is it then we have a detecting and analyzing the incident this is basically before the incident okay this is basically something before the incident and this is something which occurs post an incident happens okay and as a part of the incident management we also do something called as a problem management as well okay as a part of the incident management we also do something called as a problem management as well so what is the goal of the incident response the primary goal of the incident response is to restore the operation as soon as possible restore the operation as soon as possible that is a first you know uh, principle of a incident response definitely we will be we must be able to maintain the quality of service to ensure the availability of things and restore the operation as soon as possible is the primary goal of incident response but what if the incident occurs again and again it can happen right the incident can occur, occur multiple times right like for example now uh, today there is an incident occurred after some three months the same incident is occur occurring again after some six months it's occurring again so what happens that is not acceptable right so we want to know what is causing this incident we have to fix the root cause of it. We must be able to identify what was the major reason for that incident to occur and we must be able to respond to it. And that is basically what we call as a problem management to identify the root cause of the incident and to mitigate that root cause or basically to put the proper controls and manage the root causes what we call as a RCA or root cause analysis, which is part of the problem management. So these things occur in a proper way. Finding. So let's do one thing now. Let's now start with the process of how we can basically have a proper incident response plan. Okay. So first of all, team, when talking about any incident, okay, when talking about any incident, the first step of an incident is basically what we call as a preparation phase. Okay. Always, whenever you go to any incident, the first and the foremost step of a when talking about an incident is what we call as a preparation phase. Okay. You are preparing yourself for an incident it can be you know it can be anything you are basically preparing your company or your infrastructure for uh, for an incident is what we call as a preparation phase so what is actually a preparation phase let's discuss it team so when talking about the see in a cloud platform you can see many many incidents we'll discuss about this in detail don't worry but you can see many incidents like for example if you go to aws you can be, you see the data get exposed sometimes you use third-party tools and it can be a challenge for us uh, uh, sometimes we can basically go for credential mismanagement. I, I'll give you a very common issue which happens nowadays. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know this team, but most of the companies I can see there is a lot of organizations use a lot of third-party tools for managing a cloud platform. Like for example, Krish, I found a tool in the internet. I found a tool in GitHub, or I, I found a tool in the internet which is basically helping me to audit the cloud platform or I found a tool in the internet or I found a tool somewhere and this tool can help me to deploy things more faster and effective in the cloud platform. But have you verified the risk factor of it? Have you seen that tool is basically secure or not? Have you given only the proper level of control for the tool? 
like that there can be many reasons why multiple incidents can occur in a organization and what see now things are smooth smoothly flowing so you must be able to make sure any anomalies happening okay anything any anomalies which is happening or which is what is normal what is not normal how things work how what changes everything you must be able to know when talking about an incident and the first phase of our incident management is what we call as a preparation phase okay preparation phase so what is a preparation phase the first point to keep in mind team whenever you go to any cloud platform i'm not talking about the you know i'm not talking about the uh, on premises or cloud or basically a particular cloud service provider for any cloud platform or any scenario the first and the most important phase for incident response is what we call as a preparation phase you are preparing your infrastructure to manage any incidents which can happen okay you are preparing your infrastructure for managing any incidents which can happen that's a very common thing yes so i'll give an example see if you if you don't prepare and if you don't plan for you don't if you don't expect the worst case or if you don't plan for any incident management or if you don't prepare yourself properly for any incident it can be a major challenge so preparing yourself with a proper people process technology exactly preparing your company with the people process technology is critical when talking about the word called as incident management or incident response actually okay you must be prepared with all three people process technology let me tell you how it works the first step is what we when talking about the word called as a preparation phase okay the first step is what we call as a people so what is a people actually so now let me give an example you have an incident okay you have an incident and basically in your in your company you have a massive structure where you have a lot of people with different different job roles different different respo responsibilities like you have a human resource team you have a legal team you have a, a, a security team you have a, a developer team you have a testers you have different kind of guys right okay so you have to make sure that everyone in your company who is part of this incident response plan must be very clear or well clear about your their job roles and responsibilities as a part of this that is the first thing because now I'll, I'll give an example now there is an incident happened if i'm a developer and if i'm not able to understand what is in my control what i have to do it, it will never work right so proper make making them properly aware of the various scenarios proper making them properly aware of their job responsibilities properly giving them training is most important and that is the reason why team you know uh, this is there is a word called as a raci matrix i'm sure you have heard of it there is a word called as a raci matrix what is raci matrix it means that responsible accountable consulted informed so the who is responsible for this activity who is accountable if something happens who must be consulted if there is any issues happen and who must be cc in every email or basically who must be informed there is a rsci matrix you can basically google and find the templates for it if you need or i can share with you also so there is a template you have to make for the proper rsci matrix activity and you have to make sure that which all people are responsible for what activity okay see there are many people who is responsible accountable consulted and informed for an incident like you know it can be everyone so who must who must basically trigger the incident response plan who must uh, mitigate it who must basically put the proper controls who must be managing the process so there must be a proper management of the whole activities who must trigger the meetings who must basically ensure there is a proper evaluation for it who must ensure the compliance when incident happen so what happens there there must be a proper 
clarity on the roles and responsibilities or basically like you know whether we are we have to basically call up for a third party support whether which laws are basically part of this and how, how it it can affect our business so all these things are very important i'll give an example team i'll give a very simple example for incident now you have a data of a customers okay you are you have your your there is this is your organization so for your organization you have a lot of customers and your customers are from europe so team which regulation is applicable for them if a customer is from europe and you are handling their data which regulation is applicable for them gdpr right it is gdpr so what basically happens is that when your business okay let's suppose there is one of your employee one of your developer has accidentally made a mistake and copied the data of this customers from european region to china region so what will happen so what will happen is that as per the law that's that's going to be a massive compliance issue right that's a massive incident you have so recently you, if you google it you can find many things you have a s3 bucket in amazon we have an amazon s3 bucket where we store a lot of data right so what we do team in the s3 bucket you 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 store a lot of very sensitive data so what if you what if somebody can you know uh, just disable the encryption of it what if somebody removes some data access some data unauthorized so like that all these things can be incident right so you must be able to have a clarity on the responsibility metrics home should be talked home should be respond accountable home should be uh, consulted everything must be properly that's basically the first thing of the preparation phase called as the people what is the next thing process what is a process see that is basically very interesting actually process means that okay when you go to when you basically go to any team okay now you know you have a lot of people there but there must be a proper process for that so krish how do i develop a process like you know you, you just simply see the word process and how do i develop it that is the reason why team we have a two things called as a playbook and runbook okay playbook and runbook so let me give an example now playbook means that uh now you want to make sure that a playbook is a predefined very crisp and clear document which clearly gives you a complete set of instructions procedures guidelines and process on how to handle any incidents happening in your business got the point team an incident response playbook is something which can help you to basically you know it's a more comprehensive document that basically help you or outline you to the whole incident response process from detection of the incident to analyze the incident to contain the incident to eradicate it to recover from the institution and to avoid the reoccurrence for all these things team there must be a proper complete end-to-end -end comprehensive document and that is what we call as a playbook okay it contains everything for a whole incident response committee you must develop a proper incident response playbook and as a part of the playbook team we have something called as a runbook as well what is a runbook see incident response playbook is something where we are talking about completely talking about the, the whole, whole documentation for everything happening in our business every cyber security incident happening in our business but at the same time we have something called as a runbook what is a runbook team runbook means that for each of the specific incident which can happen okay for each of the specific incident which can happen 
what is the proper structured approach for responding to it? I'll give you two use cases. Don't worry, but I'm, I'll just give you. I'll show you an example of two example run books. Don't worry. But basically, when there is an incident, like suppose what what is the whole process you have to follow when there is a EC2 incident get compromised? What is the process you have to follow when there is a proper or when there is a S3 buckets with critical data get compromised? When a credential get compromised? When a database get compromised? So like that, the run book is a proper guideline or a proper step-by-step -step document with the proper instructions see nothing playbook is what don't get confused team playbook is a whole set of things which we can do for the massive incident response for anything happens in our business and uh, subset is what we call as a run book where we're talking about each incident specifically now obviously you may think in Chris you are saying the word playbook and run book but without seeing that how can we basically learn that or how do I develop it without seeing that in reality don't worry you know AWS has provided a very beautiful set of sample playbooks and runbooks for you Okay, if you want to see that yeah, definitely Yes, yes, that's it. Yes, that's it. See this team. This is a very beautiful thing. You can use this It's a very very beautiful thing if you go to this particular link uh, github.com slash AWS samples this one you can see I'll share with you. Don't worry this contains a list of the a lot of proper incident response runbooks which can happen how it can have for you See like for example team now if I click on something called as a compromised IAM credentials what we'll have team this contains a proper run the playbook see and this is a specific one It contains everything this is the steps you have to do for thing see this first step is preparation where you have to prepare for the incident So the incident has occurred so you have to detect the incident Then you have to analyze the incident you have to contain it eradication recovery so what we do team this they contain everything you need they contain everything you need in detail see this is a very good very beautiful document which gives you a very good idea on how to create an actual practical playbook and run book it's not theory it's a pure real approach just copy this done nothing more okay it's a real thing so I'll do one thing team. I'll share this link with you. You can just refer to this later. Don't go for this now You can go for later, but this is a really good tool for sure. Okay, so you're safe and sound done 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 It's a very you know very interesting very simple thing Okay, you can use it team Okay, so playbook in the sense means you know what we say it is talking about the whole end-to-end -end process Okay, we can say playbook is basically something we can say as a whole, you know more comprehensive detailed document that outlines the entire the entire incident response process from detecting an incident to analyze the incident to respond to the triaging it in eradicating it recovering it everything okay so playbook is basically more of a broader scenarios and the whole process like the whole process of the business like i'll give an example uh, to what is the point of contact how to coordinate your the team members how to communicate with all the team members how to uh, inform this to the stakeholders what are the legal concerns what are the public things like and that is talking about the whole process of the business but runbook is something which is specific to the process happening which we have to do for each incident so you must have a run book separately for a each compromise s3 bucket you must have a separate run book compromised lambda function you must have a separate run like that you have to develop run books for all the incidents so krish do we have a massive set of run books for every business initially itself no you will have a lot of things for sure but based on further incidents can occur you create more and more run books for proper incident response does it make sense team all of you 
this is this is a really beautiful document team you can refer to this this is a really beautiful document we have it gives you a clear idea very clear idea okay perfect and that is now the process okay in fact the process is not over so how do you basically uh, you know how do you basically do it actually okay so we have discussed about the people now the process okay so what is the next thing so we have discussed about the people we have discussed about the process and all right so in the process we have discussed about preparing a process for is basically very important thing you must have a proper incident response plan or we can say creating a playbook or uh, is very very important for us and all right in fact we have to do something more very importantly for example okay for example see this is an example for some activities we can perform how are we going to integrate and drill down the incident even if you are a small company or a larger company or whatever it is if you are using a single aws account for all your activities it is it is going to be disastrous right that means if that account is compromised you're done right so you must make sure that you must have a proper multi account strategy and you must use the service called as aws organizations for it and use the service called as aws control tower for a proper landing zone concept like we can basically create something called as a landing zone where we can have a separate account for log management separate account for development separate account for testing separate account for auditors separate account for forensics like the same way we can have a proper account structure it must be developed and for i am planning to have a separate session for that how to have a proper you know account structure for your business that we will discuss but any which ways team that is most important uh, let me give an example why it is important for us for example now there is a account you have with a lot of production servers and if that account get compromised what will happen if you don't know how to mitigate it or how to how do you access the account if it compromised how do you recover the account if it get compromised if you don't have any way for doing it you're you're trapped so how do you do it you want to make sure that you must have a proper visibility or access to every accounts properly you must be able to access some accounts in case of a compromise so you must have a proper account structure the next thing is that automate and enable security fixes and monitor their coverage what do you mean by this team now you are going to a cloud platform okay you're going to a cloud platform and what happens you have a lot of security tools i'm not saying that we have to we will discuss about the tools don't worry but any which ways i'm, I'm just if i'm not saying that you go for one particular tool you deploy some you know some hundreds of tools in the aws account like okay chris, chris told us that we have to have a multiple tools for security so i'll enable ddos protection waf shield then uh, network firewall security group network acl third-party firewalls i will put all of these things together so team when you basically go for a lot of security tools what will happen what happens that it can affect the performance usability availability right at the end it won't give you the benefits right so make sure that we have a centralized mechanism for deploying the tools for 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 uh, deployment of tools for the monitoring and we have to make sure that all the we have deployed the tools in the proper places it's not something where we, we we have to randomly deploy tools we have to see where we have to put each controls or each guardrails there how can we it can be a policy it can be waf it can be shield it can be monitoring whatever it is so see you have to which tools you have to put where on what ways and how can we basically monitor it and make sure that these tools are basically able to manage our risk profile that's a very important thing right 
and logging is a key thing without logging everything is a you know a challenge so make sure you have a proper logging activity for everything logging is a major thing you know right right so enable logs in every levels network levels application levels api access levels you must be having a log files for all the process that is a major thing which we have right make sense team that's the next thing now see prepare for access to and the next thing is what we call as a tagging team so uh, i'm this is something which i say to tell my every batches in every students i teach till, till in my whole you know the whole process i always tell them this particular thing you must have something called as a proper tagging strategy now you are working in a as a part of a massive organization where you have hundreds of servers multiple volumes multiple buckets network devices a lot of things like that but if you don't have a proper metadata if you don't have a proper tagging feature there how do you properly identify them so how do you know how do i know how many production servers i have across my whole organization how do i know which all things are basically currently compromised and uh, currently active which all things i will know how which which all things belong to which project or not so tagging is a man mandatory thing and basically the service called as aws organization is going to be one of the major service which can help you for tagging as well got a team then develop forensic capability see forensic is basically not a not an easy activity if you want to do forensics in the cloud platform you must be prepared for that by making sure you have a proper log files by making sure you have proper snapshots by making sure you have a proper access control you must be prepared for all these things we'll discuss about this in detail i'm just telling you the high level things okay so we must be prepared for all the incidents so preparing is a very important thing that's basically what we call as a process we can use many tools there like you know we can use tools like aws WAF, shield so what is a preventive controls to the preventive controls will help you to protect your workloads and mitigate the threats and vulnerabilities right okay so i was talking about the people process and finally what is the thing the technology right technology means what the same thing which we have discussed now we have to make sure that whatever we have done till now or whatever we have developed a plan we have all these things we want to make sure we must have a multi-account strategy we must have something called as a tagging strategy we must have something called as a uh, see, I'll, I'll give you some. I'll give you some common challenges we are having when talking about the technology part. I have seen this many times. This can happen. Uh, where in some accounts, what attackers will do is that when the attacker compromises an account, he will remain silent. And what he will do, he will change the recovery information first. Have you noticed that team? When you go to Gmail accounts, when you go to any of the accounts, when the attacker is able to access your account, the first thing he will do is that he will change your recovery information or maybe if you have not entered the proper recovery information or basically the point of contact information there then how can you basically you know how can you talk to the cloud service platform there okay so what we have to do is that we must make sure that team we our aws account information must be contacts must be properly updated like for example for each activity which person to contact which account we have to use and how can we basically access the con the particular thing in just in case if you want to talk to aws what is the email you have to send a message to how can we basically do some response there how to enable immediate recovery of root account password so for all these things team you must have a proper account information there so all these things are very important for us the preparation part so all these things where we are preparing for an incident is what we call as a people process and technology all these three things must be properly done if you want to prepare for an incident
in fact this is this itself can be a topic for a whole day actually because you must know where to put the controls and all and if you want to know Krish, how do i know that how can i do this properly or how can i basically have a proper preparation for my incident response obviously you need to have a lot of things there but primarily team if you want to have a proper preparation there this is what we can do you can get a lot of things like you know the the cis benchmarks CIS benchmarks for AWS. You can basically go for AWS security best practices. Like this, the cloud service, there is a lot of sources where you can find the proper baselines for preparing your AWS accounts or cloud accounts for a incident response. These documents can help you a lot for understanding which controls we can put, what is the best practice for each control. All these tools will give you actual practical information on how to enable various activities on your cloud account. Okay, that's it. That's basically what we call as a preparation phase of the incident response part. So you are now preparing yourself and don't forget in the preparation phase, the most important thing is what we call as a having a proper playbooks and runbooks. Runbooks is basically kind of a, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the action action criteria or we can say the action pattern is what we call as a thing. Okay, that's it. Now, once we basically in fact, you know when talking about technology, this is something which I, I want to discuss more in detail also team just I have already discussed that but make sure we have a proper strategy for all these things because what happens team if I have not done this properly it can if I have not prepared for my incident properly it can affect us a lot, right? That's it. The next thing is the team we have something called as a detection and analysis and all so let's talk about the word called as a detection and all these things. So we are basically covering that in a word called as a operations. Okay, this whole detection analysis containment recovery and all these things are coming as a part of a operations phase. So how does it work team? Now We have an incident which occurred. Okay, we have an incident which occurred it can happen like you know You have many incidents and we have an incident which occurred. Let me give an example. It can how do you know if an incident occurs? That's a common question. So we have put the proper controls in place, but how do you know that there is an event occurred? How do you detect that? How can you basically identify that? Chris, we can have alerts, SIM tools, fine. The first thing is the team. See, I'll give an example. Now, this is basically everything is going normal. Okay, everything is going normal in your infrastructure. So when everything is going normal, when you see something happens, some diversion happen, Something which is basically a bit abnormal uh, anomaly is detected, but you must be able to get notified about it, right? I'll give an example for this indicators team. See for example, what, what, what happens? Suddenly one day morning you see that okay, everything is working perfectly fine one day morning You see that the billing has increased a lot Without any reason you see there is a lot of the cost of the AWS account get increased you see that there is a lot of login attempts like you're in your guard duty or basically in multiple tools You see that there is a lot of failed login attempts. That means what there is a lot of people try to log in with the wrong passwords You see a lot of new instances will get created without without your understanding You see some new user accounts got created without you without your notice like that you see a lot of you know deviations or something which is abnormal that is all these things are basically the indicators for a Incident or a security activity, right? So what we do is the team that is the reason why we want to make sure that we must yes. be able to prop One thing to keep in mind is that when you get an issue like this team I, I will just tell you what he has said told me now just in a more wider perspective. So he's getting a lot of 
unauthorized re login request or from user accounts or maybe a roles in aws like it's like a user right we have a roles in user aws account so he is getting a lot of unauthorized access queries or basically some api calls that they are trying to make a lot of failed attempts in that case the first thing is that we have to verify whether it's a false positive or not see you are deploying a sim tool or you are to deploying a tool for incident response for multiple tools for incident response do you think all it will be 100% accurate from the day one itself no we have to make sure we have to continuously optimize it right so whether we have to verify whether it's a false alert if it's not a false alert and if you see that that is basically, like for example i'll give an example now there is a three users in your company okay okay so basically what happens let's suppose that there is a lot of uh, users in a company and they have they are not aware of the late recent changes happened in a company and they are trying to log in multiple times and they fail assume they are trying to log in multiple times and they have failed in that scenario where they have logged in they have they are planning to log in multiple times and they failed it's not a malicious activity it's because of some kind of negligence or basically it is something which can happen because of you know because they are they are unaware that their password got expired it's not a malicious activity but what happens if that is basically uh, the guard duty or basically if there is any alerting tool you are having if they consider that's a malicious activity what happened that's a false positive right it can happen false positives can happen so verify if it's a false activity or not the second thing is that if you identify it's an activity go for the further process on it like for example you have to identify what kind of query they are making to what resource from which which role it's happening what is the source of the event in every api calls you will be able to know the source of the event is it coming from inside of your company or outside of your company if it's from inside of your company block the or immediately you know revoke the permission of the role like that we can do a lot of steps there to respond to it i'll give you some examples once we discuss that is it fine huh do we see every any cron jobs are running or basically do we see any kind of a, you know like a role is now trying to access something when uh, and okay. you can basically talk to them like for example if it's a user you can send an email to them regarding this or basically you can notify them regarding this what is the reason why this multiple fault attempts happen and uh, if he say it's not his activity if something else is happening what we can do we can actually you know rotate the rotate the credentials or basically assign a new role there and remove the older role like that we can do a lot of things there okay but that is the reason why for all these things we must have a proper run book i mean i'll i'll give i'll show you an example for the same thing you have discussed okay after this fine fine team when talking about the word colors detection okay that's the first thing when talking about the word colors detection of an event what do you mean by detection team say preparation is something which is basically something we have already discussed you must be having a proper logging tagging and all this kind of stuff we have discussed and detection means what there is a lot of service in aws which can help us to detect the events if you talk about something like you know we can have something called as aws uh, cloud guard duty it's that's a very beautiful service we call guard duty as a threat intelligence service i'll tell you why then we have something called as aws config aws inspector lot of services are there which can help us to detect see detective controls will provide a proper visibility okay uh, provide a proper visibility and transparency over your operations of the deployments in your cloud platform okay detection is a very important thing and basically part of detection the first thing is what we call as a alerting okay that is completely what we call as a alerting okay so let me give an example for that so if you talk about the word called as guard duty let me see if i can show you in my, in my account give me a minute team
so i'm going to the aws guard duty here okay let's suppose so in this is my aws account where i am having guard duty enabled as of now so luckily i have enabled guard duty there so what we have steam when you go for the aws guard duty, you can see there is a lot of findings here okay a lot of findings here so guard duty is a very very beautiful tool and in fact it's a very important tool which will keep on analyzing the log file from various sources like it can basically analyze the log flow from the cloud trail logs vpc flow logs kubernetes container logs s3 event logs dns logs it can analyze the log file from various sources and it's a kind of a mini sim tool we can say it will analyze the logs from various sources and it can give you alerts it can give you alerts so for example team for example now you can see that this is a this is definitely a false alarm but still i'm just telling you so so you can see there is a event happened they will be give you complete activity of the event see they will tell you the complete what happened with the event so for everything you can see here you will be so for example if i click on this okay so i have an instance here so the somebody was trying to brute force on this that means what what is a what is a such brute force team anyone so they are trying to you know randomly try to enter the passwords and try to access it or try to access this particular instance right so like this you can see a lot so what we are, we are doing their team so guard duty is something which is a very very beautiful detective control which can do this okay then we have something or means i, I can show, show an example of guard duty. see this team it can collect the log file from various sources like for example from cloud trail vpc flow logs kubernetes logs s3 even so like this from various sources and it can it can it can uh, you know show them in a centralized console here and it can get, get you alerted so i'll give you another example for it so we can also what we can do it can also respond to it or it can also do automation response to it we'll discuss that okay that is the first thing called as a guard duty okay now the next thing is that even talking about the word called as a next control we are having we have something called as a config so before that let me go an example yes let me show you one more example for that see this team now guard duty has added more things like s3 protection eks protection malware so what happens it can now scan for malwares also like basically what happens it can now scan for malwares in your instances in your volumes they can scan they can basically give you protection or, or they can analyze your uh, network logs for this they can basically analyze your uh, functions and serverless functions they can analyze your databases for unauthorized login activities etc they can basically help you for contain kubernetes cluster like this it can be a very beautiful service for the threat detection okay now what is the next thing next thing is basically what we call as a aws config so i will i will tell aws config as a proper ci tool we can say okay i can say this aws config as a proper ci or basically you know a proper ch checkpoint tool we can say uh, let me give an example here now uh you want to let's suppose what we want we want to make sure that whenever we go to my cloud platform i want to ensure that everything is basically or i have a visibility of all the resources in my whole aws account the aws config can basically give you a visibility of all the resources you have deployed in your aws account plus they can also help us to make sure that based on certain rules we are enforcing them or pre-existing rules or the rules which we are creating whatever it is so based on the rules we are creating they are able to help us to identify if there is a deviation happen let me give an example team what security you want to provide for a log file team tell me you are having some log file from cloud trail so what kind of protection you want to provide for the log file from cloud trail 
what are two things you can provide for that generically? Oh, you have to make sure the log files are encrypted perfect anything else team you can enable something called as a log file integrity validation I'll tell you one two things when talking about log files protection you you can make sure that you can store your log files in Amazon s3 bucket and you have to make sure that encryption is enabled there also you want to make sure that you must have a log file integrity validation there but now what happens there is someone in your company it can be your an employee in your company or it can be an outsider it can be an employee or it can be an outsider what he do is that he disabled the encryption or maybe he just disabled the you know that uh, integrity validation but if you are not able to understand this so so krish yeah i will be able to identify that when the next auditing happens no whenever that activity happens whenever the next moment the activity happens if i'm not able to identify it then how can i respond to it you got my point team if i'm not able to immediately identify what happened then i can respond that is where this config is our lifesaver so we can basically set the baseline rules or we can say that this is what we are expecting that we can set the baselines there so what happens if there is any deviation happens from that baseline encryption key rotation password changes unauthorized act or whatever it is like you know this log file modification whatever it is if there is a, we have a lot of checklists for there we call us rules actually so if there is anything which is diverted from that the config can immediately alert us on the same is a clear team so config is a uh, like guard duty guard duty is the first tool for threat detection and config is also a very important tool which can help us for a lot of things so if you want to just you know just one one more thing i will show you on this config part see this team if you go to the config part we have something called as a rules here okay so rules so basically what happens as of now there is no rules we have in the config part right so what we can do is we can add the rules here either we can add the rule which we are creating by ourselves or we are so for example now let me give an example here so see there is a rule here called as alb waf enabled what what is happening there team whenever you are deploying a web app whenever you are deploying an application load balancer in the aws cloud platform this will this rule will ensure that it is having a web application firewall attached to it i repeat whenever you have a alb is basically created it will make sure this rule will make sure that you have a web so what happens if you don't have a WAF attached to it or you don't have a web application firewall attached to that particular thing what happens team it can immediately notify you see it can be for existing things it can be for all the resources it can be for a specific set of things whatever it is it can do that is basically what we call as a config rules and that is going to be a very important thing it will show you as non-compliant it will definitely show us non-compliant so for detection we can basically go for config guard duty right now one more tool i'll show you team just one more tool i'll show you we have another tool called as a aws inspector now uh when talking about the word called as a aws inspector okay what is a aws inspector uh i'll give an example We have a lot of VA tools in the market, right? We have a lot of vulnerability assessment tools in the market, right? It's a kind of data. Yeah, like I'll give an example. We have a lot of VA tools like Nessus, Nexpose, Qualys Guard. A lot of things are there, right? Like the same way, the one major tool we can have for a 
you know that particular purpose in AWS is what we call as a AWS inspector so what does it it can do it can do a lot of things it can scan your uh, multiple AWS EC2 instances containers serverless functions etc and see various kind of challenges inside your operating systems that means what now let's suppose that we have an instance we have 10 instances deployed so when you have 10 instances what happens the aws inspector will keep if you have properly enabled it it will keep on scanning your instances i mean your operating systems and your applications inside that and figure out the vulnerabilities right so all these things are basically for a proactive purpose that means what all these things can help you to make sure that okay all these things can help you to make sure that you can detect if something is going wrong okay so we have a lot of tools which are available in the aws cloud platform for detection like aws config aws guard duty aws uh, you know uh, the macy macy is basically for s3 buckets and all then we have so we have a lot of tools there so i'm just giving an example so these are basically the tools which can even see nowadays these tools are even more very much more improved if you talk about the you know latest changes it can basically have a lot of things these are talking about the detection part of it so we have identified an event by analyzing all these things properly we have properly identified the event happened okay so first of all we have prepared for an incident after that there is an incident happened so we, we were able to detect, detect it properly now once we see basically from detection to all the process we are doing a triaging also what is a triaging team there's a word called as triage what is a triage team tell me so pricing means that now you have a lot of incidents right incident like you know you have some 10 incidents happened you will not handle the incidents in a way that okay this is the first one second or like that you will handle them based on priority and how do you define the priority with the help of triaging so you basically help us to identify from the process of identifying prioritizing and resolving the incidents is basically what we call as a triaging so triaging means to assign a proper level of criticality or urgency to your incidents is what we call as a triaging which which requires immediate attention which requires which can be done within 24 so i'll give an example team now you are doing something called as a vulnerability assessment you have figured out a vulnerability with a score of 1.5 or let's suppose 2 is it critical you are you are basically figured out a vulnerability with a you know score of 2 is it critical no it can be taken care of the next patch cycle also no problem but the same time you are having a vulnerability which is basically having a score of nine you have to fix it asap right dread you means we have threat model for that right so it's a it's it must be fixed asap the re reason is because what happens otherwise it can cause a massive impact for the cia that's why so triaging is basically where we, with all these pop things we are discussing is part of the triaging as well okay so once we detect so we have now prepared for the incident already we have we must be prepared for that then we have basically done the proper detection part of it now the next step is the team once we detect the incident properly the next step is what we call it as a collection containment and analysis okay so what is the you know so basically when talking about the incident you got all the information regarding the incidents there okay so we have properly prepared for it we have detected there is an incident this is basically something which occurs something some this is where we identified something is wrong okay and definitely when this happens what we do team we want to make sure that 
we must be able to collect the you know proper you know records or collect the proper evidences then have a containment analysis now for this let me give an example here uh, the first point to keep in mind team when talking about something called as a containment okay when talking about some analysis the first thing is that you have properly identified the event using some tools like you have a lot of tools like guard duty config inspector multiple tools can be helpful for identifying it but also very important thing is there it, it's not only sometimes tools it can be sometimes people also which will help us to you know detect it like for example one of your employees calling you and telling you that uh, I, I i have seen something is something which is you know of something which is a bit different from what is normal i have seen there is a new user got created so there can be people also who can help you with that it's not only technology always right okay what i'm trying to say is that when you basically talk about the word colors or detection it's not only the people who is or not only the tools which are helping us sometimes some people can also get you notify right like for example when a person feels something is wrong he can basically send you a razor ticket or basically you know send an email on that call a person in uh, you know like that right that's it so technology is there but people also is very important right so the next step is basically what we call as an analysis okay so once we collect the incidents we what we have to we have to analyze it how do you analyze it team you analyze it or you validate the incident let me give an example now guard duty is saying that something is wrong happened okay guard duty says something or something wrong happened but you have to go to the specific log files and see whether it's a false positive or not whether it's real or not you have to see if whether it's it's you know like that okay we have to see the various log entries we have to basically see which all are affected i'll give an example i'll give an example now you are have you are saying that a s3 bucket got compromised okay you see a you have a new incident called that s3 bucket got compromised so when you say s3 bucket got compromised does it mean all the buckets no it may be some one particular bucket right out of these buckets i am having maybe one bucket got compromised on this out of my 100 instances maybe one instance got compromised so we have to do a scoping there that's a very important part as a part of validation we have to do a scoping exactly which all resources are impacted there okay so now i call you means don't worry i'll give you two use cases in practical don't worry so now i call you and tell you that there's something going wrong in this or maybe you have a tool which basically sent an email on that so what is the next step you must be able to identify what even happened and which all specific resources are affected there using log files or various things you know which all things are affected there okay and you have to see how much it can it, it can impact the business i'll give an example now you see that you have a credential you have a iam iam user account or aws user account is there okay this account got compromised you identified that this account got compromised so if i go and directly delete it what if he this user account is used by many applications in our company it can cause a business downtime right it can cause a business downtime right it can it can also you know sometimes uh, we lose all the evidences further for further things right it can sometimes affect my business so what we do is that we will see that how much this particular uh, you know how much this particular thing can help us for you know the or how much this particular thing is impactful for our business is it 
it can cause a complete downtime for our business or it does it cause a complete business disruption or basically what process can be disrupted like that we must be able to prioritize it okay this is why triaging is important there and i'll give, i'll just tell you one one very important service i feel always can be helpful for me team called as athena so but you have a lot of log files right in the cloud trail we have all the log files all all api logs whatever activities you're doing in the cloud platform you are using the cloud trail for logging it right now you have millions of log files in cloud trail when you have millions of log files in cloud trail how do you analyze it how do you basically search for something with the help of athena athena is a very beautiful very simple tool which can help us to analyze the event yeah it can help us to and like for example you know like it can help us to filter just by simple sql queries that just by simple sql queries you can filter the events so what happens make things makes things are done very simple right like that so any which was team first step is we have to verify the event then we have to you know uh, you know scope or basically understand then what would be a appropriate action against the same user see first thing is that we have to see what the user is having a thing so let's suppose that if he's having the if he's basically you know a critical user or not is a normal user we'll identify and the next step is what we call as containment where we basically disable the user account and restore the operation with the new credential like that i'll come to that yeah so once we identify the incident we will analyze the proper log files we will basically have a proper scoping of it and we'll identify the impact of it the next step is that team we want to contain it team what is a containment what is a word called as containment anyone team when i say containing that what do, what do i mean by that see it's a it's a process of isolating i want to make sure that whatever has happened will has already happened nothing to do there something wrong happened yeah it's happened already what we can do so what we have to do is that once we have uh, we do a contain contain means that we want to make sure that this particular threat is not going to spread across my whole network or it's not affecting it's not going to affect my whole infrastructure or it's not going to affect my other resources we want to specifically you know block the activity and basically you know you know isolate or do a segregation or do a sandboxing to avoid the spreading of it or to prevent further damage that is what we call as a containment so in the previous step what we have done in the previous step which we have done called as a you know collection and collection step what we are doing we have to understand who done that how he has done what is done so for all these things we have a lot of services and we have to identify the containment and basically how do you contain let me give an example now you have a instance there okay you have a instance there which is basically you see that it is already compromised okay you have a which is compromised so team what is the biggest challenge you have when you have a instance which is compromised shall i directly go and delete it no because if i delete it i will lose my data i will lose my evidences and all right so the first step is we want to isolate it right we want to isolate how do you isolate the team just by modifying the security group i can isolate right just what what we'll do is that the incident responder what he will do is that he will modify the security group rules to disable all the access disable all the incoming and outgoing port so what happens the access is basically blocked right now we have a s3 bucket this is my s3 bucket so this s3 bucket is contain critical data and now there is a lot of malicious people accessing it so what we can do 
we can basically make a deny s3 bucket policy deny policy in s3 bucket right so what happens if i make a deny policy in s3 bucket if i make a deny policy in s3 bucket the whole the access will be revoked right so like that we can use i or we can use WAF for multiple things like security groups network ACLs, routing tables we can use a lot of things like this to do that right we want to contain the activity what is the next step team so see it can it can be a lot of things are there i'll give an example now now let's suppose that we have a user definitely that's because that's why we have to have a proper incident response plan already so let's suppose that we have a user okay this user got or, or basically we have a user with the credentials there so what we want to do we want to make sure we immediately disable the user account we change his password we re-enable re the mfa device here we review so we have a lot of steps we can do for that so containment is a very important part to avoid the incident being spread further or to make further damage it's a very important thing and how do you basically have a continuous containing aws team this is something which can help us for isolating your networks you can go for vpc security groups network acls web application firewalls and all if you want to isolate your aws account then you can use aws organizations scps etc if you want to basically analyze the what happened or basically if you want to take further you can use for you know aws ssm snapshots etc for further purposes is it clear team till now it's clear all of you this is the multiple tools we can use for continuous containment in the aws cloud platform okay so what is the next step team the next step is that we once we contain the incident okay now we we have not reached the final step okay so now this is a continuous step okay it will look like this this is a continuous step let me show you an example here see we'll collect we'll collect contain we'll analyze again this this is a continuous cycle like this okay so what we do is that once the once we properly identify the incident and once we contain it okay that means we want to make sure that we, we immediately remove the security threat okay one or like for example i said that disabling the security or uh, you know restricting the security groups or basically moving the aws account to a secure ou in the aws organization deny access to amazon s3 buckets deny iam policy in aws uh, for a user account like this we have to make sure we contain it okay what is the next step team once we contain it properly the next step is what we call as a remediation recovery and post incident activity what is this remediation recovery and post incident activity team let me give an example now when you say remediate okay so this remediation phase is basically where you know i will say that uh, or we can say it's called as a eradication phase also or remediation phase also so we as this is the phase where what we do is that we will basically you know uh, either disable the credentials or delete the credentials or we basically want to see whether if there is any kind of a volumes get compromised so we have to delete the volume and basically we have to restore the access with the help of a new volume also we want to make sure that uh, you know if there is no encryption for our bucket we will put the encryption there so that is basically where we eradicate the chance of it is getting further and this is where the root cause analysis also come in picture that means what so now in the previous step i have stopped the attack okay stop the attack and isolated it in the next step of next step of remediation what we are doing is that 
in the remediation step we are trying to identify what is the root cause of it. we'll do a forensic analysis there and the outcome of forensics basically what we call as a rca right the outcome of the forensics is what we call as a rca where we will basically the root cause analysis there and we identify what was the reason for it and we have to basically mitigate the reason okay and but again team in the containment part or basically in the part there is a few more things we have do i'll just give an example for the team now in the cloud platform we have some more risk there so we have a ec2 instance okay so this ec2 instance can be terminated by someone attacker right if the attacker insists if he feels something he is detected he can terminate the instance name right so what we have to do we have to immediately enable what termination protection also let's suppose that if this, this instance is part of auto scaling group what will happen if this instance is part of auto scaling group obviously it can get removed so we have to immediately stop all these things right like that so once we remediate the root cause or basically with the root cause of it we want to make sure that we must be able to have a proper recovery what is a recovery team recovery means that we have to restore from the previous backups or snapshot we want to improve the proper you know we have to restore the connectivity to the uh, to the uh, you know applications and all that's what we call as a restore or recovery and the last step is the most important we call it as a lessons learned phase that means what let me give an example now you have a new incident happen so after successfully mitigating the incident and properly securing things and working back to normal you want to make sure that to prevent that kind of further incidents in future what we want to do to prevent those kind of further incidents to happen what we will do we will have we will make more more and more new playbooks new run books we want to make sure we basically you know uh, educate people for this see like this this is basically what we call as a post incident activity you want to make sure that there must be a properly defined cloud security strategy and the incident response plan must be there and you must also make sure there's a proper tools like uh, you know all your tools are properly up to the mark for security there and you must be able to make sure there is a proper patching happens and basically if there is something missing you have to fill up that as well see there is no mandate that you have to only go for the cloud service provider tool if you feel that the cloud service provider tool is not efficient for those activities you're saying go for third party tools so obviously you know there's let's suppose you're thinking that uh, you know we are we are not able to you know we are not able to have a proper mechanism for uh, see at the end of the day you 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 feel like for example let me let me give an example now you have a tool now we have a tool called as a uh, you know what we can say aws inspector so aws inspector is a very good tool for vulnerability assessment right but what happens as aws uh, inspector is a tool for vulnerability assessment and if that tool is not good you can go for third-party tools why do you want to stick on to that like you have something called as aws waf if aws waf is not good all we have to do is that see i'll show you that here let's suppose this is my aws cloud account i am having a tool called as aws web application firewall but i feel this tool is not up to the mark so what i will go i will go for third-party tools there see you can find a lot of third-party tools there by various cisco Palo alto fortinet see you can go for third-party tools there no problem on that right so if you have not if you have not properly configured backups make sure you properly configure backups there like for example you want to make sure that you properly enable the tool called as aws backups and based on your defined rpo 
make the proper backups and restore there like that so this is basically a very important thing to avoid the incident from happening in the future now obviously these things can be confusing so let's do one thing team whatever we have discussed let's discuss this in a step-by-step -step approach okay simple scenario here so first of all okay let's suppose that we have an instant instance which got compromised okay we have an instance which got compromised so first step is basically detecting so team tell me what all tools can help me to identify that the instance got compromised there's a compromise happened cloud trail can help for sure guard duty can help perfect config can basically help us that cloudwatch logs can help right right guard duty is a primary tool for threat detection right so these tools can help us to identify the attacks happened or incident happened now you identify something is wrong something wrong happened but how do you know that which specific one is affected there that is called as identification so you have to go through the various log files and various things like that to see which all which specific resource or which specific instance got compromised there including like you know uh, like you know instance id is very important for sure not the name id is the most important thing then uh, you know what is the security group permission level of the instance any if do we do we have any roles attached to it if you see most of the attack the roles are the villain there so roles attached to it then what what is the storage we are attached so like this we must be able to know everything about that particular resource got affected so that's a very important thing in fact you know now when talking about the word called as incident identification it's not about just the name of the incident in the name of the instance which instance is it it can help us to filter that's all okay so we must be able to identify the instance the name uh, the id then which what permission level we have for the firewall there what is the permission there we have something like you know identity and active what kind of a role we have attached to it what permission we have to the role so like this everything must be there okay okay so team the next step is that okay the next step is that we have something called as a once we have identified that this particular instance has got the problem what is the next step we have to do a containment and yes definitely security is the most important tool for both the purposes okay because it provides centralized view for it now which what are the steps we can do for containment and an isolation see your instance got compromised so obviously first thing yeah security group so make sure that you make the security group the most restrictive you can automate this that's the easiest way best or make make sure you automate this process but you must have a proper security group like for example you must have a proper firewall there right so that means what so the all the outgoing traffic incoming traffic must be filled blocked only for a forensic activity rest everything must be blocked right block the access to the instance first thing isolation then not over enable termination protection of the instance immediately enable termination protection what happens team by the time if the attacker came to know you have identified it they will terminate it right so the next immediate step is that enable termination protection for your instance so what is the benefit there if you have enabled termination protection of the instance that means that 
you're safe right once you and then like for example now if if the instance is part of auto scaling group or load balancing group immediately may remove it from that load balancing and auto scaling group because what happens otherwise it can get accidentally replaced then the next step is what we call as a preserve evidence what is evidence preservation team so you make a proper document which contains all the things the name of the the id of the instance what got compromised at what time is the compromise happen key store the log file securely for all the actions you have store log files perform memory dump for getting the memory active process take the proper snapshots other images everything which is helpful for the foreign process okay and this is a very important process because i will give an example team now when talking about evidence i have seen many people make a mistake sometimes they will shut down the instance but the thing is that if you shut down what happens it can be challenged right so it's not about shut, shut, don't shut down it can also be done if needed but if it's a live attack which is happening it's always make sure that we don't basically shut down the activity but instead of that we we contain the incident or the instance and immediately we collect the memory dump and other things like all the log files which can basically help us to identify the incidents must be collected and yeah risk cases can be help us to identify that's all right the next step is what we call as a incident response team activation so team what is the incident response team activation team incident response team activation means that now you have to immediately alert your proper ir team like for example it can be your cloud security people uh, cloud security experts or penta whatever it is so basically for all the things and you already know that there is a proper people who to to whom to do that right and that is something which we have defined in the document right that's it then exactly then we have something called as a forensic activity okay so what is a forensic activity team forensic activity means that now see we want to see what all things happen here right we want to see what all happened uh, you know what all happened there so basically we want to analyze all the log files and we want to also analyze the root cause of what happened so everything we must be like you know we will analyze the log files the snapshots some disk images and all to see what happened what is the next step recovery and remediation what is recovery and remediation team very simple so we want to make sure that we restore the instance with the help of a last snapshot and last day the the latest ami we are having without before the compromise right we want to make sure that we restore the instance with the last ami or snapshot before the compromise happened and update to the latest version that's a very important thing right restore with the amis and snapshots and also we have to make sure that we must be able to properly update the instance then next is a very important thing so as if you have some roles attached to the instance okay let's suppose that we have some roles attached to the instance so if you have some roles attached to the instance okay if you have some roles attached to the instance you want to make sure that those roles are sometimes you know those roles if they have some more permission can be challenged right so what we have to see whether the role like i'll give an example team this is my instance here this is my s3 bucket for sure yeah so we this is my instance here this is my s3 bucket so we have a role here which allows the ect to access s3 but what if the role have permission for full s3 that's a challenge so i have to make sure that this role is only giving the minimum permission we have something called as a 
passwords and access keys. So basically, you know, if you feel that definitely when you have a, when you have an which is compromised, it's always a best practice to resort to reset your credentials. Okay. Reset your credentials. I'll give an example for that. Now, what is the reason for reset your credentials team? Uh, first thing. Uh, you have an instance you must be well aware of how to restore rotate the assets keys or your password of your instance and all it's very important and if if possible use multi-factor authentication for instances and what is the next step team communication what is communication reporting so we must be ensuring that based on the race metrics we must be able to informing all the proper team members or stakeholders as a part of this process and see how the attack happened and you must be able to respond to it using this particular scenario which happened and what happens team this must be continuously monitored see like this this is an example for a playbook for a aws instance like the same way you must create a playbook for all the things in your aws account it can be for ec2 instances s3 buckets compromised credentials compromised lambda functions and for all the activities you must have a predefined playbook uh, sorry playbook predefined runbook for these activities because what happens team let's assume that we don't have a proper thing like this so it will be it will can lead to a lot of challenges right so let's have a proper runbook for all these things and the link i have shared with you for that playbook and runbook is going to help you a lot see it, it, this contains a lot of things okay you can basically get all the scenarios here like for example if you go for linux instance here see responding to a ransomware see a ransom response for a ec2 linux so but again you know these are just for these are just for understanding purpose we have to make sure we customize this for our business purposes so the answer for this question is that we have aws security hub we must have a centralized security hub monitoring aws organization aws control tower these are the native aws service which can be you know managing all these things very effectively these three things security hub AWS organizations and AWS control tower. Okay. So see this team when you basically go for this, you can see that they will tell you the whole process. What is so now? Ransomware response for each instance like this. Let me show you another scenario here for making it a clarity. So let's take an example uh, ransomware attacks. Uh, the same thing. Yeah, EC2 ransomware attack. So what is the first step team? When talking about easy to ransomware attack okay what is the preparation phase here preparation phase means that we have to make sure that for all the instances we are having there is a proper compliance things and all we must be able to have a proper testing process there and what is the detection process there team if there is something goes wrong you must be able to use your cloud watch to make sure there is something is going wrong or you must be able to use your vpc flow logs to basically analyze the, the, any kind of a malicious traffic right and what is the containment step if you feel the instance is compromised the next step is immediately isolated and what is the eradication part eradication means that remove any compromised system so basically that is basically you want to make sure that if that is compromised take it down after forensic activity right then what is the next step restore the access or restore the instance the pre the late the previous snapshots uh the problem is that if you use traditional sim solutions no because what happens it can be only specific for you know certain instances only if it's only for a os level thing it's fine otherwise it can be a challenge still 
see this is like you know this is like something like this is not a single day process as you know security is not a one time process we have to constantly keep on doing this process in by time by time we have to improve our incident response process and for any playbook you are creating any playbook you are creating you have to automate it trust me without automation you will never be able to have a proper process there you must be able to have a proper automation for all these things so i know that more most cases we have to have a manual approach also but until unless you need a manual approach for a specific activities for every other things make sure there is a proper automation activity there okay and there can be many tools like you know we can go for uh, you know aws event bridge aws uh, you know lambda aws sns lot of tools can be used for this purpose okay but it's very important lot of tools are there lot of tools are there in fact you know if you don't automate you will not this these things have not complete nowadays okay very important for the team so that's a high level team i just want to give you an idea about the aws incident response okay just a high level things what we have discussed just one more example i'll give you go through this team let me know if there's doubts in this so let's suppose that my s3 bucket got compromised so what we have to do so first thing is that we have to see what happened we have to verify the tools like macy a kind of dlp tool and config and all these tools to see what happened then we have to immediately isolate the access to the bucket by revoke by pro providing a deny deny based bucket policy then we have to enable multi factor authentication for the bucket deletion we must be able to enable to ensure any versioning is enabled so for all these things we must be able to eradicate the incident with the root cause itself then we must be able to restore the incident with the previous versions right that's it